Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello everyone, it's episode 51 of Snapbacks and Beards, and you have the pleasure of me being the host tonight, J.E. Wrestle Talk. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. First of all, we've got TWG1991, that wrestling guy, Stu Matos. We're going to have to shorten that down, I'm sure. And how are we doing, Stu? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm all good. All good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, can't complain. And we, as always, again, there are three of us, so the other one needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith in his phenomenal AJ Styles hat. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. Yeah, good to see you all. Yeah, good to see you too. Good to see you too. We're going to jump straight into it, lads. There's a big main event happening tonight on Raw. Seth Rollins mm-hmm. defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Jinder Mahal. I mean, I'm at a loss for Don't hinder Jinder. Do hinder Jinder. Keep it on Seth. Give it to Prick. I don't know. Which one of you guys wants to walk us? What What are you thinking? Well, I mean, I noticed this has happened before where you got number one contender spot in 2017. And it's like, why? And then he wins. And it's happened again. And, you know, like, it's difficult to go, oh, this is an easy win for Rollins because this has happened before with the Jinder Mahal. Um, and this would be an easy way to get the world title onto Damien Priest. Mm-hmm. rather than Seth Rollins be the one to be cashed in on. Um, but if Seth Rollins did get cashed in on and Priest lost, then he would have the accolade of being cashed in on twice and walking out as champion afterwards, which Jinder Mahal would also get that if he beats Priest. So, you know, I still don't have any faith of Damian Priest winning, no matter who he fights. I still just don't trust WWE to do the right thing. And uh, that would be the right way to go, to have him win when he eventually does cash in. But... Uh, They've teased it so many times, and it would just be a right, oh, of course you did that, if he's cashed, teased to cash in, and then when the official one happens, he loses. Hmm. So. Stu, Johnny talking about the, the cash-in, if, for example, Jinder didn't win, but then Indusheer came down and they all put a beat down on Rollins for Priest to cash in, does that not just shit all over the Judgment Day because that's something they could have done in the first place? It it does, and it kind of it leads me on to something that I know you want to talk about a little bit later um, around the booking and the strength of of factions and how they look, um, because we're led to believe a lot. Not just the Judgment Day; there are a couple of factions that are much the same. But we're led to believe that the Judgment Day are a big, bad, dominant faction. There, for me, there is only one big, bad, dominant person in the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and Ray Ripley. Exactly, um, because <laughs> well, JD and Dom lose an awful lot. Like they take a lot of losses. Um, mm-hmm. which I, I guess they can do, like they're young enough, that's, you know, they can do. Priest, like, can't cash in to save his life. Balor is kind of floating around, and I know obviously Priest and Balor are the tag champs, and 
they always seem to pull it out. It, you know, it, you know, they beat the creeds, and you know, in the title matches, they do come good. But are they big, bad, and dominant really when they take like with outside of the actual tag title matches, they don't win a lot for my money. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I do kind of agree that if if it's if it's industry that come out and essentially assist Rollin, uh, assist Priest to cash in on Rollins, that is a bit of a light wall. You know, why haven't the Judgment Day done this? You've got the best NXT North American champion that there's been, or former NXT North American champion, a former World Heavyweight champion, and the tag team champions in that group. And they can't beat down Seth Rollins enough. Like, yeah, that seems seems bizarre to me, to be honest. Well, I mean, I guess you can say that, but at the same time, Vima Han and Sanger, if you put them in a fight, a real fight, with JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, who's who's really winning that? Yeah. You know, and, and I guess I know they've been trying to book Judgment Day as a badass hit group, but the likes of JD and Dominic, maybe not so much Dominic, but JD... Yeah, not trying to shit on him, but he doesn't look believable, I think. He looks like a Judgment Day fanboy, um, and he has a ruthless streak, but he doesn't look like it, mm. you know? So, and that's what bothers me about him, like, he's not, he's just, he's not threatening. Mm. We, well, we haven't yeah. seen, we haven't seen the NXT McDonough yet, have we? No, no, we haven't. Um, we have also forgot the other member of the Judgment Day, in our truth. That um, is true. Yeah, but, true. yeah. Again, I I wouldn't necessarily um, if you looked up strong and dominant in the dictionary, I probably wouldn't expect to see a picture of our truth. No. However, if Priest was to cash in and it be successful, could our truth just come out and just get on the mic and be like, "I'm not sure that's even PG," and then just walk away again? <laughs> <laughs> could, could you imagine that they have our truth cost Priest to cash in? Like he tries to help oh. and like just. Does something to mess my up. um my issue with and potentially a hot take. I don't know if you boys agree with this or not, but with Balor and Priest being tag champs, is that they're really forgettable tag champs. I keep forgetting that they are the tag yeah. team champions. And That's what happens when you just put two random people together, isn't that right, Stu? That's exactly what happens when you put two <laughs> random people together. Um, but again, is that because? <laughs> It would almost make more sense to me, and again, I suppose this is the nice unicorn world of fantasy booking. I'd actually have the tag titles on Dom and JD, and then I'd have Bala looking at the IC title and Finn with the brief, uh, sorry, Priest with the briefcase, because then you've kind of got things that each of them can kind of do in their own right. Um, at the minute, the tag titles aren't really. Like they're not there if they're they're not and they shouldn't be the first thing on priest's mind it should be the briefcase mm-hmm. so right, that's right. yeah and i think that's what does it for us as well we're like well oh yeah they're tag champs forgot about that right, it's, it's very easy to do so i'm gonna ask you now we've got royal rumble predictions next week but predictions on this match at the End of Raw, when it goes off air, so it has completely finished, who is World Heavyweight Champion? Seth Rollins, Jinder Mahal, or Damian Priest? 
I, so, I absolutely want it to be Damien Priest. But I said at the start of the year, I'm going to stop saying he's going to cash in because every time I've said it, it didn't happen. So I've got to stick with that. Seth Rollins. Johnny? Well, it's a new catchphrase I'm going to start using. Bring on the chaos. Jinder Mahal. Bring on the chaos, Jinder Mahal. That's what Johnny's case. Um, I'm still going to stand by that Damian Priest is going to cash in at the Rumble when Punk costs yeah. Seth. Um, so I'm going to say that Seth and that this Jinder match is there to make us think that there's a potential that they could run it again, but they're not actually stupid enough to do that. Well, the, um, the, the thing is, you know, this this whole, pretty much this whole scenario and this whole WWE buzz around this hasn't been bought on by WWE. Well, it's no, this is on, true. It's been bought on by Tony Khan. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yes, but yeah. not, not understanding how to use Twitter. And actually... <laughs> I actually think there probably be people that might not have been interested now watching because could this happen to Rollins? Do you know what I mean? Jinder's um, Jinder's initial reply though, "Who the fuck is Hook?" is was class in my yeah, opinion. Yes, I yeah, thought it was yeah. great. It it was, but there is part of me that thinks like I've got, I, in my head, I just think talent should stick up for talent. Like I, that wasn't yeah. needed in my view. Um, and also, Hook does have more wrestling ability in his left foot than Jinder has in his entire body. So I'd probably keep my mouth shut if I was Jinder. But I think I think someone like Hook, you know, if you consider his dad isn't exactly uh, a, a softy, right? I think Hook will just take that as a bit of a banter, and he would probably not be too offended by it. Mm. Like, oh, oh yeah. well, you know, yeah. you know, you'll find well, out one day who I am. You know, that kind of shit. Hook's probably <laughs> sat there and thought you know who I am, like, you yeah. know full well who I am, like, yeah. why have you done this? Yeah. But in the moment, I, I did enjoy that reply. It is, it is funny when there is that sort of thing. I think it's almost like if that, because I, I saw, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Slap Nuts, Slapjack, Shane Thorne and um, Dijak were having had like a little bit of like banter over Twitter or whatever. And I saw that and thought that was quite funny because you know, the backstory of kind of them two as being like people that get along. And I think that's the sort of stuff I, I love to kind of, I love to kind of see, I think when it's, yeah, when it's people that don't necessarily know each other, it's always a bit like, ah, oh, was that comment sort of needed? But yeah, like I say, Hook, I for me, Hook's got it all. And I am excited to see when he does like, really get that mega star push. 100%. If I remember rightly, I'm pretty sure didn't I say he'd like Hook to go to WWE? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He definitely yeah. did. Um, and Well, I will give WWE credit. I mean, again, it's Tony Khan who's done this. But regardless of what happens, there's a lot of attention on this match. Yeah. yeah. A lot of attention than we, more than we would have expected. So I give him credit for that. You know. And literally, as we're making this podcast, one of my friends has just texted me saying, I'm sorry. And I said, what for? And they said, for Seth losing tonight. So <laughs> if a text couldn't come through at a more accurate time, <laughs> literally as we're recording this, um, well, there you go. Um, 
we are going to swap brand uh, brands, complete companies now, actually, just briefly, to a company that we don't really speak on here very much, but they did have some, I'm going to say, pretty big news happen to them over the weekend, and that is TNA and the fact that Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, is TNA. I know they say is all elite, but is TNA <laughs> is what I think they were running with, so we'll run with that too here. Um, I think this is a great move personally he's he's i think he's looked at it and gone well they're not going to do it here i'm going to be world champion somewhere so i'm going to go to tna and do it what do what do you guys think johnny we'll go to you first good move for him you know um he was always teased as this like yeah sean michaels by the way he does his style and i think in the last year or so maybe two years Dolph has become a lot less of that showstopper character and just become you know nick nemeth really it does feel like there's a lot more um legitimacy to the character that he's playing now you do feel like he's a big star um he, i think you probably will have taken a bit of a pay cut to uh, go to mm-hmm. impact i can't imagine that wwe's pin the same as what he would be getting now um but this is great for him uh, a new lease on life he needs some fresh something fresh to do he's just been that enhancement talent for a few years so hopefully, you know, a lot of these wrestlers are doing the best work later on in their career, mm. it seems. And I think Dolph could potentially Absolutely. have that added to his um, career. I think there's a, an ATA world title shot, at least, uh, ready for him. Whether we consider that the same level as AW world champion or WWE champion, I don't know. But as long as he's happy, you know, that's kind of what you want, really. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Stu, what are your thoughts? And obviously he was in a tag team with uh, Bobby Roode, and I know you're a big big Bobby Roode fan. Do you think he had any part to play in, in Dolph ending up in TNA? Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some conversations there. Um, obviously there are some people backstage at TNA that Bobby would know. So whether Dolph has kind of said, yeah, what's it like with this person, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think it's a really smart move for Nick. Um, I think it means that they have got some sort of working relationship with New Japan. And I think that gives him the chance to go over there. Obviously, we saw him in one of his first kind of post-WWE segments, if you like, at, at New Japan. Um, so I think, yeah, it gives him the chance to sort of broaden his, not, not his worldwide appeal, because everyone is going to know who he is, but, you know, them audiences and them crowds in Japan are very, very different to over in America. So I think that'll be really good for him as well. Mm. I think I'm sort of in a boat as well where I, I want to start watching TNA, but I don't really watch it. So not it's like back in its glory days anyway. Um, and I needed something to kind of like edge me in. And I, I guess maybe this does it. I'm going to want to be like, oh, what's, what's, what's Nick Nemeth doing? Let's, let's check that out. So I'm, I'm yeah. kind of sitting in that camp. And I, I, again, agree with you both. Uh, just to say what you both are saying, I, I think it's a really smart move. I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he gets, he's one of those people who's maybe shown that, you know, I know AW is the obvious place to go, but he's really on this TNA resurgence train here and he wants to lead that. And I think this will really benefit him 
because obviously AWA he might be aware that you know he could go there, but I think he's not stupid and he's aware that oh, well, you know, when they go to AW, they uh, tend to just get lost in the shuffle. Where in TNA, he will hmm. be main star. Yeah, and, uh, I completely agree. I completely I, agree. I, I was going to say just just to end just on that, like obviously I did a video a couple of weeks ago about people that maybe joined AW and probably aren't being used any better than kind of what they were in in WWE really mm. and I would wonder if Ziggler would have fallen into that that category um you know probably come in hot for two months and then yeah sort of in, ended up in matches with Orange Cassidy or something um so yeah I think going and being almost the the potentially the face of a brand or at least you know up there in impact or tna will be really good for him mm, i agree and also as well we should mention um that that wasn't the only ex wwe star to um to show up on on tna there was also mm. dana brooke um what are you guys making of this do you think she's gonna gonna make a big impact do you see a, a women's title matching in the cards for her so I, I've said this, I, I really liked Dana Brooke um, in, in WWE. She, she worked really hard and she actually had quite a good connection with the fans, I think. Um, if they're going by, was it Ash by Elegance? Is it like, that's a horrible mm -hmm. name. I'm sorry. Like, that's just too much of a, a mouthful for me. Like, that, that's just a horrible name. Um, is... Is Dana Brooke, Ash by Elegance, a needle mover to spearhead your new branding of your women's division? Pro probably not. Um, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when you've got a Sasha Banks floating around, is is Dana Brooke the one? Um, like well, saying, Sasha, Sasha's waiting for a Rumble return. Uh, yes. <laughs> Please put that on. Yeah, first of uh, Stu saying that, like actually oh. being kind of semi-positive yeah. about Sasha Banks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy to see her because I I had no problem with her. I, I I liked her as a as a character and and stuff like that. But I, you know, I think that there's I don't think that's going to you know do as much for the women's division as what Ziggler will do for the men's. Mm. I think mm. athletics wise and if you've ever seen her she can deadlift a lot yeah. um, but is is she going to put on a five star match I mean maybe not um, but I guess I guess just with women's wrestling because Rhea Ripley has single handedly evolved it no matter what promotion you're in you don't everyone looks second tier to her Literally yeah. everyone looks second to her, and there's just like I and I think that might be not an issue, but if she stepped up her game, I guess everyone else needs to follow suit. Really, yeah. mm -hmm. if you want to be, be like the the age I was saying, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm -hmm. She is the best, like. But 100%. it'd be interested to see what happens there as well with with Dana Brooke and both uh, both Dana and Nick being in TNA. Um. There was another name in TNA as well. Did you not see? 
No. There was another debut. In, oh, uh, Michael Cole's good pal Top Dollar debuted in TNA as well. Oh, he I took out Joe Hendry, didn't he? Yeah. I knew he was going to be there. But um, actually, I saw somewhere that he was going to be there, but I didn't actually see. Um, I didn't actually see him there. Yeah, I thought they said mm. that he was going to have a music video debut on on TNA or something. That's what I read. Just, but yeah, again, I just saw that he debuted. Um, I don't know if he did anything of note, but he was there. Yeah, he. I think so, he power bombed mm. Joe Hendry. I think. Um, which mm. I mean, Joe Hendry is known for making music. <laughs> videos for his entrances and stuff so yeah i wonder if that's just where they'll go with with that um yeah, i actually um side note um i don't know if you guys have seen the video uh this is about top dollar um but obviously when he did that and michael cole called him flop dollar that actually him doing that actually saved his life because he then went to the doc because his, it was his legs that gave way. He then went to the doctors about it, and turns out that he's got type two diabetes. And had he not gone and been told that, he wouldn't have had like long left of his life because it was killing him, and he needed the medication to to right that wrong. Yeah, so, I, I, I did see something about, about that. Yeah, it was actually one of the um, the things that could have ever happened to him. I guess mm -hmm. um, everything happens for a reason, doesn't wow. it? Yeah. Yeah, he was one of those guys who I like the look of, and I do think he looks badass, and he could be, you know, a good talent. He looks seems quite talented on the mic. Um, I don't think, unfortunately, he's been given the opportunity. And then everyone compares him to Swerve Strickland because he was his ex-partner on the wrestling in Hit Row. Um, but I don't have any issue with uh, AJ Francis. I guess he's going to go by that name now. Um, yeah, I thought he was all right. He just didn't really get to show anything. Because there was too many people on the roster, I think, as well. So someone had to, like, be the jobber, and that was him. Yeah, he was jobbing to LA Knight. Yeah, which yeah, we're not going to have a problem with that, like. I love that. If anyone has a job too, it's fine with him. <laughs> just just while, we're, while we're on kind of debuts and stuff, do we need to talk about the, the other one that we saw in uh, New Japan? So Go for we, it. Should, do, we, do, we have, do I have to? Even though I brought yeah, it up, do. do we have to? You suggested yeah, it. You suggested <laughs> yeah. it. Do you lead it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jack Perry obviously turned up. Um, the newest member of Snapbacks and Beards. Just stick a snapback on him. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a beard now because um, he's obviously had nothing better to do whilst he's, um, you know, been indefinitely suspended. Um, yeah, attacked. I can't remember who he attacked. That's how much I paid attention to Jack Perry's re-emergence at New Japan, um, tore up his, or apparently tore up his AEW contract and um, walked around with a armband that said scapegoat on it. Um, Do you know what? When I saw that scapegoat armband, I thought, you're a dick. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw yeah. Jack Perry, I thought, you're such a dick. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, oh, they could have had a really, like, really funny storyline where he goes and tears up the AW contract and gets an, a WWE one out of his pocket and signs it in a New <laughs> Japan ring. <laughs> that would, yeah, but I mean, I, I still don't think he's done with AW. To be honest, like you don't, you don't, you don't do that in the middle of the ring and rip up a contract if it's a real contract. Yeah, that's that's not yeah. how things work. In, um, yeah. <laughs> in, so unfortunately for people, that is not how things work. Um, yeah. 
but, yeah, but um, you know, he's he's back. And and New Japan are, are very uh, what's the word? welcoming to have um, other talent walk through their doors, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And that's um, yeah. it's quite quite nice to see, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't think it wasn't it wasn't New Japan that Shinsuke thought in, was it? It was All Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. I think, where he went and had his match, wasn't it? If I'm correct, yes. I don't think that was yeah, New I Japan. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Although I will have to say, as much as we've criticised him earlier in the show. Tony Khan could have just produced one of the best bits of business in the history of wrestling. Because if he's ditched Jack Perry to New Japan and taken Will Ospreay from New Japan, I mean, that's quite a... He's yeah. done quite well I'll, with that. I'll trade, I'll trade you Jack Perry for Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is fantastic. Um, but, Not a bad trade, I must yeah. admit. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, whether he's done that or not. So that's uh, four four debuts we saw over the weekend then. Not not bad. Not too bad. Not bad, is it? Not too we're, bad. We're going to jump back to our favourite brand now. Well, my favourite uh, company anyway. Um, WWE. I'm sure it's your both your boys' favourite companies as well, to yeah. be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Smackdown, we saw at the start of the show, uh, what's his name, Nick Aldis, come out to uh, Jimmy and Solo and say that both of those at Roman Reigns will be in a six-man tag against LA Knight, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. can't believe I forgot Randy Orton. Um, (laughs) And then Paul Heyman informed him that he knows full well that Roman's not there and they had till the end of the night to find a tag partner. They didn't find one. They put a beat down on Randy, so Randy couldn't join the match until near the end. Uh, long story short, bloodline or members of the bloodline, if you're not Roman, lost again. Are, are they starting to look like they're not that force to be reckoned with that we think they are? And what did you guys think of the match yeah. as well? Stu, you, you let us know first. That Just say that's the uh, fourth member of snapbacks that you guys can hear in the background there. Yeah, Luna's just uh, having a having a little, little whine about something. Um, that's all right. She's I got think, opinions. She's got opinions. Well, she, she's heard about Jack Perry. That's why she's just letting she's, her. Um, she, she's uh, disappointed by the bloodline. That's what it is. She's, <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, this again goes back to what I sort of mentioned earlier about the judgment and about the judgment day. We've got like this big bad faction that loses unless Roman is there. Um, and I think it was you, Johnny, that said before, Solo hasn't won since he beat John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the Bloodline have been dominant since the Usos were tag champs, really. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it... I get that Roman needs to be this Thanos final boss, you know, talent, but, you know, he is levels above after all um but you still need the people he's surrounding himself with to you know actually be looking like they can handle themselves as well um because otherwise what's the point in them he might as well just do it himself anyway um Mm. but yeah that's yeah that's what i think and johnny i guess as well like these like solo jay whatever they keep losing and they can't beat the person they're facing 
until Roman is facing someone, then they have the ability to be able to put that beat down on them to give Roman the win. When do, when does that stop becoming believable as well? I mean, probably at the Royal Rumble when Roman's no longer champion. You know, um, I think the LA Knight one might have to be the last time that happens because everyone knew that's exactly how the match was going to end. And when everybody, like every fan was like, well, it'll be the same thing as always. And it, it was. And I think that, um, that, you know, WrestleMania, whatever happens, whoever's in that match, if it's Rock against Roman, it has to be where whoever wins, it's just because they're better than the other one, not because of help from somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, it's becoming a very... Well, it's become still quite some time, actually, but, like, obviously Roman's been involved in tag matches, so you've been able to avoid some of these um, finishes, which has been very predictable. But it's back to the same old storyline with the LA Night match, and with it being a fatal four-way... I guess Roman can win without having to have people help because everybody else is tired out anyway. But I'm hoping that that doesn't happen anymore now and like we can stop having shenanigans helping Roman retain the title. Mm, definitely. Um, what did you think of the actual match itself? I mean, I was more just frustrated by this whole idea of wasting time to find a partner that never existed. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's not going to have a partner. So why waste time doing segments that are going to involve absolutely nobody and result in a, a failed attempt at finding a partner? I would rather have them just being like, look, we're the bloodline. Roman is uh, dependent on us. We don't need an extra person to help us out because then you'll have uh, a person who could be like, oh, is he going to become part of the bloodline permanently kind of thing? And that opens up an entire different storyline, which, you know, I like, but, I mean, I don't think they're really prepared for that. Um, another Sami Zayn kind of thing. Mm. And, I, you know, the match was fine, but it was, again, the storyline side of it, I just felt there was a gap there, because it yeah. was obvious what was happening. <laughs> um, my my issue with it was, is if they were going to, if they were threatening, like, a third man, they were going to find someone or whatever, why didn't Paul Heyman just call Bron Breaker? just to step in for the one match because Paul Heyman went down and was in his corner in NXT, wasn't he? So why, yeah. like, Stu, why why, why, why not call Bron Breaker? Because that would have been really logical. Um, <laughs> I mean, it also, if there was ever a time for Jacob Fatu to come over, that was probably it as well. Yeah. Um, mm. that, that's actually when I first saw that segment. That's where I thought it was going. Um you know, but yeah, it, it would have made a lot of sense for Hay. And the thing is, if you're, especially if you're a heel character on Raw or NXT or anywhere in the WWE at the minute, like it's not out of the realms of impossibility that you want to curry favor and be in the good books of Roman Reigns. So, yeah. you know, why would you? Why would you not offer your services? Or why? Yeah, I, I think there there was other ways that that they could have done it and actually done a, you know, a, a six man tag properly. Because um, yeah, otherwise, like say, like Johnny said, you're sort of just wasting time with these segments for for nothing. Um, well, look, I still think one are pretty deadly. That would have been fantastic. I would have loved they, one. Of, one are pretty deadly. 
Well, they had you their know, advances pretty much refused, though, didn't they? I guess yeah. they they offered and yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it is what it, it is. It, it's just to be honest, it it and this isn't a bad thing because it's it's kind of what we see a lot. But most of the shows are now just counting down filler towards the rumble, aren't they? Um, exactly. That yeah, there, there isn't going to be yeah. too too many things happening. I think after after this week on Raw and maybe this week on SmackDown, you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything too dramatic. No. And speaking of the Rumble, you can uh, sw- that can swiftly set by us on. Uh, firstly, can WWE not do that thing where they tell us everyone that's going to be in the Rumble before the Rumble happens? I quite like that as a surprise. Um, mm. And now, obviously, next week. To everyone listening at home, we're going to have our Rumble predictions, which is going to be hosted by Stu. Lads, I'm just warning you now, I'm coming for that MBW then. I'm going going to go for two back-to-back. I'm going to try and do that. So you have been warned with my predictions. I'm coming in and I'm coming in strong. Um, I'm not going to take away from Stu's predictions for the actual matches themselves. But what I want to know is final fours in men's and women's rumbles. I assume next week we'll do the actual predictions and like the Iron Man and things like that. Don't need to necessarily need to know winners. Um, but I just want your final four women's and men's. I'll chuck mine in as well. Um, who wants to go first? For your, We'll do women's first. Well, I've already got mine in my head, so I'll go with this one. So I've seen your video, Johnny, about the final four on your TikTok and pretty much the same. I mean, I've said Nia Jackson, Becky Lynch, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say Jade Cargill, but I feel like Bianca and Jade will be fighting each other at WrestleMania, and that match, will they'll already be eliminated because they'll have taken each other out. I think that um, that match is going to be happening, so we'll already have that maybe halfway through the match. I think they'll be out. Um, I think Liv Morgan will be one of their final four. And uh, Bailey. Uh, you know, again, same as you. I'd like Bailey to win, and I think she'll definitely be in the final four. And it'll be quite a, a catastrophe if she's not anywhere near it. And that would be terrible booking. She has to be in the final four. Yeah, um, Nia Jackson, Becky, both booked very strong. Well, Becky hadn't been booked strong, but she's going to be there. We know that. Um, and then Liv Morgan, surprise return, last person eliminated last year. Well, wants to go for it again. Yeah. I can't, I can't see any issues with that. Just um, before we come to yours, Stu, um, Johnny said I mentioned it in the video. Just for people that haven't seen the video, he's pretty much nailed mine on there as well. I went Nia Jax, Becky Lynch. Who else Bianca. did I say? Bailey Bianca. and Bianca Belair. That's it, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bailey and Bianca Belair. Two from Raw, two from SmackDown. Uh, Stu, do you differ in any way? I I might do. I, I've got six names written down, so I'm going to have to try and have to try and trim them trim them down. Um, Bailey, absolutely, absolutely yeah. Bailey. Um, I would then go. I think Bianca because she's. If it's not Charlotte, it's Bianca. Um, then I'm kind of torn because. Yeah, I think, yeah, Becky Lynch. Bailey, Becky, Bianca, it's the fourth person. Because I do think there's room for Jay Cargill there. Mm-hmm. But if Cargill gets to the final four, 
realistically as a debut should she win it maybe if this is the first time we've seen her um obviously we've said about Nia Jax and then there's the internet rumors around Trinity or Sasha Banks which mm. I don't think can be discredited um but I am gonna go Becky Bianca Bailey Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cargill. Um, and I'm again not to give away too many spoilers. I think we're all agreed on who we'd like to win the Rumble. I, I want to be yeah. Bailey. So yeah. what were yours? Bailey, uh, Becky, Cargill, and Bianca. Bianca, yeah. And and I I think as well that if Becky wants to get her absolute revenge. She needs to somehow single-handedly eliminate Nia Jax. Mm. I, I, yes. I think it. I think that final four, and again, we'll go into it more next week. But I think you can set up. You you almost set up your mania because you could have Bianca and Cargill eliminate each other, leaving Becky and yeah. Bailey. Then you have Bailey mm-hmm. win. To challenge EO and then Becky be like, Well, I'm on Raw, I was the last one here. Come at me, Rhea. Like, I think you could probably kind of go that yeah. way, or Becky can use that to strong arm her way into a chamber match, saying I was the last yeah. one eliminated. But yeah, and I guess that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking as well because you could have um Becky climb over the rope a disarmer on Nia Jax and as Nia Jax is going over Becky falls to the floor as well mm. leaving Bianca yeah. and Bailey and obviously Bianca's just beaten Bailey hasn't she on Smackdown yeah. so lo- lo- if logic in wrestling would say Bailey then gets that win in the Royal Rumble yeah. but we'll see we'll see we'll see with um, logic Moving on to the men's, and I've made a video about this as well, um, so I'll chuck mine out first. I said that the final four of the men's Royal Rumble would be Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Gunther, and Solo Sokoa. Stu, let's go to you this time. We went to Johnny first last time. See, three of them are the same as what I've got written down. Gunther, Punk, Cody... I haven't gone for Solo. I've gone for Jey Uso or Drew McIntyre. Nice. Um, I'm tempted more to go with Drew because I think this is probably when we're going to see the start of the slow build for Jimmy versus Jay at Mania. So whether it's Solo and Jimmy eliminate Jay or they eliminate each other or whatever... But I think, obviously, we've seen a lot of interaction between Punk and Drew just recently. Um, So, yeah, I think... And if we're not going to get a title run for Drew at the moment, which I don't think we are, you know, last four in the Rumble is quite a good... You know, it's quite a a cool little thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go Gunther, Cody, Punk and Drew McIntyre. What I will say... So I was just going to say what I will say with that as well. Now, obviously, predictions next week. So I won't say right here, right now, who I want to win the Rumble or who I'm predicting. But if it was to be CM Punk, 
I think he has to stand by his word and eliminate Drew last, like he said he would. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, mm-hmm. sorry, carry on, mate. Yeah, so I'm going for four raw superstars in this one. Oh. And my top four, final four changes, depending on what happens tonight. So SmackDown are having their big world title match. So I think that's why it'll be a Raw superstar who wins because SmackDown have their moment of the world championship on their side has been defended. It's a big deal for that. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there's no world heavyweight title match yet, but there probably will be. But if there isn't, if let's say Seth Rollins is no longer champion and Damian Priest is, I think Punk, Cody, Rollins and Finn Balor will be the final four, leading to a final four match because I feel like Finn, you know, I think at some point he's got to get another world title shot and actually hold at this time, considering the only title shot he's had title he's had in WWE in the world title scene is a one he won and then had a vacate it 24 hours later. And I just think that Triple H is want, wanting to fix that. Um, but if Seth Rollins does win, then I think Drew McIntyre, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, um, and Gunter. Your um, yeah. your first four there, I really like. But if you're Seth Rollins and you're standing across from CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, and Finn Balor, the odds yeah. are not in your favour at all. Yeah, and that was that would be where Rollins and Punk maybe eliminate each other. Yeah, something like that. Or you know, I guess CM Punk is going to be looked at as the heel in this, so Rollins could eliminate him, and then Punk throws him out himself, goes back in the ring, throws him out, gets some heat for him. And then that match definitely is getting hyped up as the WrestleMania match between the two. Mm. And what were your second four again, sorry? Uh, Gunter, Drew McIntyre, Cody and CM Punk. Nice, nice. So we've all gone, really, we're we're saying Cody and CM Punk will be in the final Mm. four. Because I guess they have to be, because there are a lot of people out there that think that one of those two is going to win. Um, I'm not one of them, but we will move on to that next week. Um, So thank you for your predictions. I do really appreciate that. Before we get a don't delete the tweet from Johnny to give to Stu, I'm looking forward to that, by the way. Is there anything else you boys want to discuss from the past week of wrestling? I just had, and I'm obviously this, the podcast will come out on on Wednesday. So I've got a video that I'm going to release on Wednesday that covers my thoughts on on this subject a little bit but i wanted to get get your boys opinions well obviously we're coming up to the rumble season and one of the best parts if you like and parts we all look forward to of the rumble are returns debuts etc etc this year and i'm talking predominantly for the men's side of things is there room or is there need for any nostalgia acts because don't get me wrong like to see booker t come in come in and hit an hit an axe kick and do a spinner rooney and get thrown out in 15 seconds yes it's quite nice to see booker or you know road dog to come down and do his little dancey elbow thing it's cool but we could get 15 minutes of Ilya dragon off in the rumble or like 10 minutes of Ron Breaker throwing people around. Like the, there's a lot of stars on each brand that could get main or PLE 
big four minutes rather than bringing someone back for 15 minutes or 15 seconds, whatever. But I, I don't know. That's just, let's say I've got a video I, coming out on it. So I want to get your views. I think, I think it depends on who it is. Um, if it's like, like you said, if it's Booker T, I could probably leave that. But if you're going to tell me that I could get 10 minutes of Batista in the Royal Rumble, I'd probably yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess my answer is it, it, it depends on who it is. Yeah, that's fair. Mm, uh, I mean, I did see one of those uh, sheets that was obviously it's not real, but someone mentioned like X-Pac or something. One of Triple H's buddies loves to make an appearance in the Royal Rumble and he hasn't in a while, so maybe him. Uh, Road Dogg, you know, he's one of those people who turns up randomly at things like this. I mean, if we love could... going for an actual era superstar. If we could get Kane, I'd take that. I'd take Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I he just... loves uh, making appearances in that match, doesn't he? Yeah, and to be fair, again, maybe it's hypocritical in a way. I feel like Kane is almost a slightly different one because because of the records he holds within the Rumble. If someone eliminates Kane, that's a big elimination. Mm. Like, so yeah, I just wondered. Well, well, we're on that actually. The um, the rock is he uh, do we no. say you've been believable that he wins? No, no, no. I don't think no, even, one, one, one can't be in the match at all. Two absolutely cannot win if he was in the match, no. absolutely no. can't win that. No, it's one of those things again where just that would show that would shit on WWE's current talent. They'll be like, So, why is this guy who's not been around for so long winning? It's, just, it's the same as Brock coming back, yeah, yeah. which he will. Brock, Brock will yeah. be in the Rumble, Brock will absolutely be in the Rumble. Um, yeah, The Rock come out on Cos Roman. I'm absolutely fine with that. Just stay away from the Rumble match itself, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, anything else you boys wanted to mention? No, not from me. No, I think that's it for me. So then, Johnny, what have you got for Stu? Don't delete the tweet. Favorite Stu is going to go, uh, yeah, Stu's going to go full on heel here. And he might even get blocked. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. When don't I go heel? It's, uh... at, at boy underscore myth underscore legend. Do you know who that is, Stu? Um, I don't. No. What is it? Boy underscore I'm... myth underscore legend. Uh, I do Perry? now. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's um, Perry, yeah. 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 Is it Jack Perry? Yeah. Um, right. So, open quote. Oh, I'm so happy to see Jungle Boy Jack Perry in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Close quote. Said no one ever. <laughs> Jack Perry. The thing is, I don't think Stu's got a problem sending this at all. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's, he's proudly writing this one. <laughs> no one ever. XOXO. So. Yeah. I like that. Just, That's good. That's, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that. That that might yeah. be my favourite one. That might, yeah. that, that might be. Might, just so we know. Um, and uh, Jack so, Perry, take note. If you come for one of us, you come for all of us. <laughs> Be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Crimea River. Jack Perry. <laughs> that should have been the hashtag. That should. Oh been. yeah. Oh yeah. Have you sent it already? I have. Yes. Yeah, done. Oh. Sorry. Oh, I couldn't wait to send that one. No, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never typed a message so quick. 
No, I, I'm surprised it wasn't like me and there were some typos in there somewhere to try to get your point across really quickly. <laughs> so that has brought us along nicely to the end of our episode. Um, once again, I've been your host, Jay WrestleTalk. You can find me on TikTok at Jay WrestleTalk. Uh, Johnny, where can people find you? You can find me on TikTok at Johnny Goldsmith, and we are making history. We're on nineteen point eight now. We're finally Come on. Uh, slowly getting somewhere. Come on, uh, let's so get into twenty k. And um, the interaction has been better recently, so I like it to stay consistent. So I'll keep that up. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear it, uh, Stu. Where are you? Yeah. So my uh, my main social is my TikTok that wrestling guy at twg nineteen ninety one. Keep on with the good work that everyone that is following, viewing, commenting, liking, etc. All appreciated. They're doing the Lord's work. And you can find us as a collective on TikTok at Snapbacks and Beards. As I say, once again, I've been your host for this evening, J.E. WrestleTalk, and thank you to my two co-hosts, Johnny and Stu. It's been a pleasure, and I'll see you guys next time.